Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We're estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven people who are killing it in life. They deserve to be celebrated, and on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have Beauty School, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun, and we have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too. So, why not talk about all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions, so be sure to write us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's jump into the show. Oh, hey guys. Hey. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. You guys, we're back dropping another bonus episode for you this week. It's a re release of one of my favorite episodes. My personal favorite episodes, too. And maybe because it's a little personal, because it's someone. That I've known a long time. We are internet friends. Yes, internet friends. They're our favorite kinds of friends. Her name is Jacqueline Arellano, and she is a humanitarian. She is a Mexican woman from California who has done a lot of great work to help people at the border. Yes. She's an angel among us, honestly. And we have, like we mentioned last week, we're on a bye week this week, but we're just feeling super fucking grateful for you guys and for... This whole year, we wanted to share that with you. We wanted to share some of our favorite episodes past that didn't get the recognition that we think they deserve. We launched this, I think, a couple months before we uh, became a part of the Exactly Right Network. So there are probably a lot of you who missed this episode. So now um, you'll get to listen. Mm -hmm. It might make you a little emotional. It's a pretty intense episode. Because she's an incredible human. She just shows truly how great we can all be in little tiny ways, just touching another human being, just offering a little bit of kindness. And this is the season. This is the season to be showing strangers kindness and to, yeah, offer exactly that. And I think this was released almost exactly a year ago. Yeah, I think that it was. I think it was like last January. Around the it holidays. was, yeah, because we donated to her Christmas wish list. To be 100% honest, I'm not sure if her wish list is still going. You can follow Border Kindness yes. on Instagram. And still give to them. Still donate, please. Uh, that's an organization that she helps out with. If you go to their Instagram, you can see what's going on, and you can click onto their website through there to see if they have a holiday drive, but they're always accepting donations. Also, I just, like, 
I'm going to get emotional saying this because I've been thinking about just all of the fucking things that we've done this year, dude. Like, we signed with Exactly Right. We're opening a second location. We hired, like, incredible women to work with us. We've met all of you guys. It's too early for me to get this, like, emotional, but I'm just so... Like, you guys are making our dreams come true. We get a lot of nice messages, and we've learned to ignore the mean ones. And we only read the nice ones. Yes. <laughs> we don't read bad messages anymore. <laughs> no, but you guys, we love. Alex is welling up, too. I see a little tear in her eye because you, we mean that. Like, you have no idea. Dude, this started during a pandemic, and we had no money. We had no nothing. We didn't even know if we had careers. And we just looked at each other, and we believed in each other. And we knew that you guys were out there. I mean, Elizabeth literally asked me if I wanted to be a star. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah I want to be a star. I want to be a star. <laughs> it was. I remember. Do you want to be a star, girl? I think that this can be a thing. I think that we can fucking do this. And we were right because, and you guys have shown that we're right. I hate to say that we were right. It's that we found our audience. We found the people who are looking for us. Mm-hmm. And we love you so fucking much, dudes. We truly do. Um, any fellow Pisces out there, I don't know if you know yet, but 2022 is supposed to be one of the best years of our entire lives. Tell them about the Emerald Year. Tell them about the Emerald Year. According to Susan from astrologyzone.com, I forget her last name, but Susan, you better be right, bitch. Otherwise, all of us Pisces are going to come for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm hyped because I'm her black husband, and so I'm like, me too, girl. I'm here with you. We're the best year of our lives. <laughs> but yeah, especially because so much of it is about career and money. Yeah. Like, yeah, it definitely has to do with both of us. Yeah. Pisces, you better get ready for one of the best years of your fucking life. <laughs> Maybe if you're having money problems, you can't pay rent. That's over. Can't pay for your car, whatever. Maybe this year everything works out and you're not in debt anymore. But honestly, our horoscope looks almost too good to be true. I hope so, too. She's be hyping her. She shows me. Oh, God, it's Look, hyping me up. You, you show me your your horoscopes. It gets me hype. I'm like, girl, this is your fucking year. Emerald year. <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. That's it. I hope everyone has a great year, no matter what their astrological sign is. Have a happy new year, guys. We love you so much. You guys surely are already making our New Year's fantastic. You've made our 2021 incredible. You're going to make our 2022 incredible. And I really, I really hope it comes through, like, how much we appreciate y'all. Like, it's y'all. You see, y'all got me saying y'all. These bitches be writing and saying y'all. I never even said it before. We're so grateful. And we love what we do. And it's honestly always been a dream of mine to be able to just talk for a living. You're doing it. That's shocking to nobody. Uh, to absolutely nobody. <laughs> so, guys... Thank you for an incredible year. Please enjoy our conversation with the immeasurable, incredible humanitarian Jackie Ariano. Jacqueline Ariano. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hey guys. Hey. It's Elizabeth. And Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. So I'm really excited. This week we are speaking with Jacqueline Arellano and she's just so fucking badass, man. She really is. She is Mexican, living in San Diego. Mm -hmm. She is a border worker. Mm -hmm. Okay, first off, girl is in the desert dropping water and food for people who are crossing. Mm -hmm. She's legitimately keeping people alive yeah she goes and hikes through the desert doing this like during all times of the year all different weather holy shit she also she's an acupuncturist yeah she's an acupuncturist she's helping these people who just spent you know so much effort and exhaustion crossing the desert and risking their lives and then she comes and gives them peace 
Yeah. You know? And also, I imagine a lot of people have issues physically with their body totally. from being stuffed into who knows what and some other things that she mentions mm -hmm. during the interview, but they need some human touch and they yes. need some healing, and she offers that to them. Mm -hmm. And pain relief. Yeah. Mental and physical pain relief. Yeah, she's really amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So, this was such an awesome interview because I really didn't know what to expect. I was just excited mm -hmm. to come in and speak with this woman who I knew did really incredible work for people who are members of our community, but who have, you know, members in their family if they have not themselves gone through this incredibly treacherous, difficult thing that most of us will never have to go through just to have a chance at life. And it's a very American experience that many of us don't know much about, you know, mm -hmm. if we're not Latin American or Latinx. So I was really excited to just speak with somebody who works with people who have taken this journey and who's just, she doesn't call herself an activist. What does she call herself? She referred to herself as a border worker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair. Just a great border worker, just a great person yeah. um, that's doing incredible work. So she taught us a ton. And I mean, she's just like a badass bitch, period. But she also taught us so, so much. Also getting her doctorate right now. Bitch, she's about to be a doctor. Damn. Yeah. So Jacqueline is badass. This was an incredible conversation. We're so pumped to share it with you guys. So take a listen. I'm Jacqueline Arellano, and I'm in San Diego. I'm originally from Imperial County, um, which is like the desert, rural desert area in California. That's like two hours east of San Diego. So I'm in San Diego now, and I'm an acupuncturist professionally. I just started my own practice. That's Congratulations. Thank you. It's like a weird time yeah. to be starting a practice. I was working at another clinic and then um, for like a year and then COVID hit. And then with COVID, I think like if you're not aligned with like who you're working with and especially like who you're working for, like if you don't see the world the same or like yep. even in like the same kind of like category of like safety and like worldview and everything – it, it just, like, didn't feel comfortable working there. And then um, with everything going on over the summer and, like, I just, I was really uncomfortable where I was working. So I just stopped working for this spot. It didn't feel authentic to me. And then I decided to open my own practice where I can kind of, like, be in control. And it's been good. It's been good. It's slow, but good. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine if I were working for you and you, like, didn't care about COVID or something. I know. I think about that a lot. It's. I mean, COVID is literally, there's so much life and death, and it's the first time for me, I can't speak for other people, that it's, like, things, like, day-to-day -day decisions and the people that you surround yourself with, you're really putting so much into their hands, right? Like, the decisions that they make yeah. every day affect you so much and like I feel very lucky for sure yeah. thinking that, especially in industries like, where you touch people yeah 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 exactly yes, yes. exactly I'm like up in people's face I do like mm. micro needling so I'm like Ooh. in a shield like I do all of the COVID protocols and like I'm, I'm looking at like certain acupuncturists like I'm not gonna call anyone out but like <laughs> I, yeah, like some people's social media and like I like, they're, like, maskless with their patients mm, and stuff. Wow. Like, it's been, like, the, the people that, I, that I'm cool with, like, I'm, like, cooler with. Like, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more connected and with community with them, like, my colleagues. 
and then the people that I just don't want to fuck with, like, <laughs> I, I'm, like, really horrified by them. Like, it's, like, really made that divide. Yeah. And some folks have been disappointing, but more often than not, it's exactly who I would expect to be. Yeah. Like, um, kind of not caring about community, and, and it's, it's weird. So I've been doing, it changed everything for me professionally. So I'm also the director of holistic health services for this organization called Border Kindness. And oh, I didn't they're... know you were like, like you worked for them. I knew that you, like, oh, I yeah. you just like volunteered at some point. Well, I don't like, so my role with them has 100% changed. Before COVID, I was running the like holistic clinic. So we have like a health and wellness center right now. It's just legit, like a clinic, a free clinic for people. Doctors Without Borders had already pulled out of the region, like, seriously, like, with 48 really? hours notice. Wow. Yeah. Wait, can you tell they us, didn't even tell. just so our listeners know what border kindness is? Oh, sure. So it's a humanitarian aid organization in uh, Mexicali, Baja California. That's what I was mentioning where I'm from. So I'm from the other side of the border, which is Imperial Valley. And the reason, like, I feel really connected to the work in Mexicali, not just because I'm from there, but also it's really underserved. So when all of the like migrant caravan publicity was going on and, you know, people were being kind of funneled from the detention centers to border towns and that was all over the news, like the, the emphasis is always on Tijuana mm-hmm. and like some of the like other border big cities, but the border's huge and like these other small communities kind of get left to the wayside. So that was one of them. And I got in contact with Border Kindness and I started doing work with them. And they do, like, literally everything that they can. Like, what I love about them is that they start to develop another program, like, as soon as they're able to. Like, they were doing shelter aid, and then they organized to do this health and wellness center. So now they have a free clinic. And then they opened up a kitchen. So now they're providing meals. And they opened up a children's empowerment center. So they are doing, like, some kind of schooling, but it's distance right now. That's really awesome. awesome. Yeah. No, they're great. I really love working with them and I miss going there because I was going to the shelters. Like, we were seriously like posting up in like a pantry Mm -hmm. and just putting like portable recliners there. And I was treating people in the shelters. And then obviously, I can't do it anymore. So, my role is just more over here now. Got Um, it. That's awesome. How did you even get involved with them? Did you know someone? I got involved with them because the other um, border organization that I'm involved with is Border Angels, and they're based in San Diego. So I'm with my partner, co-director of the Water Drop Program for Border Angels. So we've been doing that for the past five years where we take water and food and supplies and everything, and we hike it with teams into the um, San Diego and Imperial Valley Desert and in the mountains to give people supplies like that are crossing so to prevent more deaths so we were doing that and we have been doing that and then this guy comes in and he's like hey you should meet this guy that's like living in Mexicali in his car and helping like refugees in the border and I'm like okay cool I'm from there let me email him Mm -hmm. and um the founder Kelly Overton he just kind of went down to Mexicali in 2018 and started helping out, like, literally on his own. Wow. And then from there, built the organization. So I stayed in touch with him, and then it kind of developed from there. So, like, one thing sort of, like, builds on the on the next. Yeah. But... Oh, my God. You guys are, like, a force. Yeah. Holy shit. Should we rewind and start from the beginning of her story? Yeah. Okay, I want to know how you became to be this incredible force of a woman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, thank you. Talk yes. about, can we talk about um, your childhood a little bit and growing up? Oh, sure. 
yeah. So I was I originally originally from LA. Um, my parents migrated from Mexico to Los Angeles, had my sister and I, and then when we were, I was like about six years old, we went to the Imperial Valley. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I think to get us out of the city mm-hmm. and that sort of you thing. You said it's very rural? It is very rural. Mm-hmm. So it's like a primarily, the town that I grew up in isn't like such a small town. I think when I was growing up there, I mean, it, it is compared to the cities that we live in, especially y'all. Like, it's like, I'm like, oh, it's like 30,000 people. Like, when <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. But um, that yeah, was that's a big, big neighborhood. That's a big town. <laughs> that's a big town. No, it's a big town. It's yeah. a decent little size and stuff. Like, But it's like a farmland kind okay, of um, county. So I grew up there and I didn't want to be there. I wanted nothing to do with it. I was like, really like headed like I wanted to get out like I wanted to move back to LA and that's eventually what I did so I went to college because literally because someone told me they're like if you study and you get good grades you can go to college and get out of here and I'm like cool yes I will do I focused on (laughs) yeah and then once I got to college I was like don't really care and like (laughs) because that was just my avenue to get out and then um so I dropped out after like two years me too did you you studying at the time comparative literature okay I mean I like to read yeah I don't know what I was doing doing. (laughs) isn't it weird to ask like a 17 year old yes what do you want to do for the rest of your life and you're like I know my parents couch and like the school that I went to every single day what else the fuck do I know about life (laughs) Where I'm gonna like make a decision about what I'm gonna do. Because there are some kids who really are motivated at a young age. Like, I wanna make lots of money so they know, like, I'm studying finance because that's what my dad does, or like, I'm gonna be a lawyer because that's what my mom does. But, like, for me. They're not always happy, those people. They at some point are just like, wait, but what else is there in life? Because they realize they never looked around. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, me, you, and my best friend, we all dropped out after two years. That's like kind of like the time where it's like, okay, I'm going to buckle down and go to grad school and like do all this thing or I'm just going to like peace out and go to work and yeah, figure out something else. So I did. I moved to LA and I was doing like little odd jobs in fashion and stuff. Like I I fall into things like really randomly in my life. (laughs) So I did that at that time. I did some stuff with like wardrobe styling. I did like accounting for like fashion companies and I was like a buyer. I was like a buyer for um, some fucking like department store for like a household appliances. Like I totally <laughs> got it by like. I love how random yeah. all these things are. about what I could do. I didn't even know how to do Excel, and they were like, "Oh, you're gonna have to do these spreadsheets and stuff." This was way back in the day, so I was like, "Do you know how to do Excel?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. And. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got away with it but I did that for like a fair amount of time just kind of hopping around things and then I was like okay let me get my shit together so I was like in my mid-20s and I moved back home and I started taking because my student loans they started bothering me (laughs) I was like no way I'm paying these no absolutely not I would go to community college And I got a certificate in um, counseling, in addiction treatment counseling, because I liked the topic and, you know, got some personal history and everything. And, like, I became a counselor after a couple of years and moved to San Diego. Literally only moved to San Diego just, like, on a whim. (laughs) You're sensing a theme here, right? (laughs) 
No, I'm, I, I like really like it. I'm just gonna do it. I, I, I respect this kind it. of I the way that I like that. I kind of live my life yeah, a little bit this like way. This. Yeah, I, there's more of a direction, but I totally understand it. And so much of your story, when you're just looking, looking around your hometown and you don't necessarily know She's too from much. She's New York. Exactly. I get what you mean, which is like the pull that you're just like, get me the fuck out of here. I gotta figure I mean, same for me, Long out. Island. Yeah, I was like, oh. totally. So I get it, girl. I get the pull. I get like, you just have to follow your heart and like, you just trust in yourself. That's what it sounds like to me. It's like when you believe yeah. in yourself enough, like it doesn't matter where you're going because you know that you're going to end up fine. Like you know that like you're going to figure it out. It doesn't have to make yeah. sense. It yeah. doesn't have to be this like straight up trajectory. Yeah. It can be Not linear. a windy thing. No, it doesn't have yeah. to be linear. And yeah. I think that you find a lot more like um, living experiences and like opportunities that way. Great stories and, that way. Yeah. So I, I moved to San Diego. I was like a counselor for like 10 years. And oh, wow. then... I started, um, especially hard work. Yeah. So I was working with like, you know, a lot of CPS cases. Yeah. Yeah, oh, baggage shit. onto your shoulders every day. Every day. That's a lot. Literally onto my shoulders. So mm -hmm. like I started getting these like gnarly migraines and like my, I had like TMJ and like mm -hmm. all these health symptoms and like I would go to the doctor and at one point they put me on some kind of psych med because like none of the like migraine medicine medication was working and they put me on this medication and it made me gain like 20 pounds and I was having like nightmares and all those things. Oh my God. I'm like, Hey, like, like what the fuck is this? Like, what are these side effects? Like, and they're like, well, would you rather like not gain weight and have these debilitating headaches? I'm like, what is this choice? Like, what yes. is this? Yeah. So yeah, I started thinking more. Yeah. You're like, I had a life without this before. I you I know what life was right, like. I what know do you that mean? Like there's away. more than just these two options. Jesus. Can y'all dig a little bit? Like <laughs> figure out something. Did you even ask me what I do for a living? And like right? you know, like yeah. nothing. They were just like, Okay, nothing you have these headaches that it. are like nothing. They yeah. were just like typing it into a computer i know that like no it's not even like them as individuals it's the fucked up system that they're in mm. you know what i mean where like this is their training and i'm like mm -hmm. and they okay, never I'm doing mental health. it's just like no, never what yeah. they learned in school to a t and that's it plug mm -hmm. it in yeah. and this is the outcome and we're gonna mm -hmm. shoot this medication at you and stuff and like at least that was the experience that i had and i'm like okay i'm doing all this mental health work but it's like killing me and I was seeing that with my clients too. Like I would have to send them to like, I would do a psych referral for like, if they had like depression issues or anxiety, who, the, who wouldn't. Right. And like the situations that they were in and like, they were also having like these really like kind of like traumatic experiences where they weren't getting listened to. And again, I went on a website for like acupuncture. I think I was like, cause I started getting acupuncture. Okay. For um, my migraines, and it was the only thing that worked. Wow. So I think it was just like what all attention. What did you want to acupuncture? Did, did you just like hear about it? I heard about it because people were like, "Oh, like you should go to a chiropractor, or you should go to an acupuncturist, you should go." I'm like, "Okay, acupuncture, that sounds chill." And I started going to a community clinic, and it worked. And then I'm thinking to myself, "I'm like, well, wouldn't it be cool to be able to do this and like combine it with like." the work that I'm already doing and like yeah. literally just really wanted to quit my job. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> it was more tearing me up. It was right. tearing me up. Like that job got me. I couldn't do it anymore. So I emailed them the school Pacific college. It's now Pacific college of health science here in San Diego. And, um, I had like this three hour conversation with this guy, Omar, that does the like recruiting, like he'll respond to students and like, we had this like really long conversation and I felt really like good about it. So I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to apply 
and I got in. So even though I didn't have my bachelor's degree, I had so many credits from all my, like, just jumping around and doing, like, college here and there <laughs> that, like, I got accepted into the master's program because I had enough That's credits. Awesome. So. Yes, I love it. That's so good. So I got my master's, and then I got licensed. So this is a master's in, like, acupuncture. Yeah. This I'm actually so going to cool. be, yeah. I'm going to be finishing my doctorate um, in the spring. Wow. Holy shit. That's so cool. I knew that it was professional schooling, but I didn't realize that it was like university schooling, I guess, for acupuncture. Girl, me neither, because it is so hard. (laughs) It is so hard. No, I had no idea what I got myself into. It makes perfect sense. Like, girl, there's so, I mean, I'm not even going to pretend to know anything about what you do. There's so much. Like, I know about the muscles and shit from Hera. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I don't know anything else. But that's so great. It's so much more intensive. And, like, I mean, we have years of, like, herb education, um, Western medicine, Eastern medicine. So the first year I was like, what the fuck did I do? Like, what the fuck did I do? (laughs) Did I make a terrible mistake? (laughs) Did I make a terrible mistake? Like, I want to run away, but now these loans, they got me. (laughs) Like, you can't keep hitting ignore on Sally Mae. (laughs) How real is that, though? Like, I'm sitting, like, I would get up, but you know that 3 a.m. stress wake up? Yeah. That 3 a.m. stress wake up that I, it was like my first. I was like... (gasps) Like, yeah, right. liver time in Chinese medicine. I was it just is, like... Yes, between one and three, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. One and three. That's when your liver is cleansing itself. Is really? That yeah. It's There's the liver so organ, but know. yeah, it's like yeah. your liver... That's why I was waking up medicine. liver time. I mean, you're right. <laughs> she has been telling me this, but I don't know why. I'm so hard-headed. I need to know shit like that. I'm all thinking of all the New York acupuncturists that I know. I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, so real quick, we have a great community acupuncture place. Fantastic. They helped me so much when I had a shoulder injury. It was amazing. And because it's community acupuncture, obviously it was really affordable because I was also going to physical yes. therapy, so it was like a lot of money. But um, they have sliding scale, which is really nice. Work song, Chinese medicine. They shout out. A shout out right now. Yeah, a little shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they need it, they're always booked up. But... Just interrupting your story to give a <laughs> shout yeah. out. To I'm like, local. I just want to tell you about when I did acupuncture. <laughs> um, but just that I really am a believer in it because I think that it's hard to believe in it until you've done it. Yes. And I've never works. done it. I'm not going to lie. I do, I believe in it because I know that witchy shit happens. And not that you're not doing yeah. witchy shit. I don't mean to disrespect you in any way, but I know that it's easy for people to look at the, what we do and be like, oh, that's hippie shit. Yeah. But it, it's, it, it's, uh-huh. even and stuff it, we do with like facial Yeah. Massage. And it's only hippie shit because you got tricked into believing that Western medicine is the only way to go. And like these pharmaceutical companies are the only way to go. When in reality, it's, your body and the earth like there's so many different ways to connect and to fix things besides that yeah. and we all just got isn't tricked into believing that it's witchcraft if it isn't like isn't mainstream. that something it's like something that's existed for thousands of years throughout like the world yes like indigenous medicine yes and, and then this little blip yeah <laughs> bitches that is so rude blip of time that like is like oh no but now it's the truth <laughs> no, you're so right I didn't even think about that you must I mean I'm sure you think about it all the time but you're right that yeah. is so fucking it's rude some white guy showed up and was like fuck y'all yeah we have got the answer fuck y'all take this pill exactly. I don't know if it's gonna work yes it's gonna make you feel like shit I know that but like it may or may not fix it and like dreams that's crazy that it's (laughs) like I mean I don't want to pretend like I don't believe in medicine 100% because like I think it's a little bit of both personally right but yeah it's just crazy that you're having these dreams that you're taking this thing for your migraine just so that you can feel better and get 
through your day and live a normal human life right. and it's like interrupting your dreams like giving that nightmares and, and then ruining your life in that sense anyway okay and they were like well you just got to deal with it exactly and so yeah, you just, i don't have an answer for it it's right just, i'm gonna have to like i feel like as an acupuncturist like if i did that like if like after a patient saw me and they went home and gained 30 pounds and had nightmares they would right? like i would get stood for malpractice and like yes, i have right yeah <laughs> and you'd probably personally be upset by yes. it oh i'd be horrified and like i have so much respect for doctors i have a lot of respect for like certain elements of like western medicine it's just like i the system how it's set up here is fucked it's not yeah. it's not like with people in mind right. you know what i mean and then there's stuff that like i do really well that they don't there's definitely stuff that they cover that i cannot do like you said like it has to be kind of there is a there's a place right you know what right. i mean so in mexican culture is acupuncture more prevalent so it's not so much that it's like prevalent, but people are really receptive to it. Mm -hmm. It is present. Um, we're actually going to be, so I'm part of this like organization collective of like BIPOC acupuncturists that are kind of advocating for more representation, like, you know, equity in like the field, um, because it is very whitewashed. It's very, mm -hmm. -dippy, um, like, it's very elitist and like problematic. There's a lot of stuff for us to like take on within the field. That's a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to be covering this book in this next month. I think in January, we're going to be covering it um, called Wind in the Blood. So it's on Mayan acupuncture. Ooh. So that's like, that yeah, awesome. it's really interesting. Yeah. Because you find those parallels within like, I mean, it's, it's indigenous medicine like that, like from communities that necessarily didn't even like communicate with one another. Mm, and, um, yeah love seeing wow. those kind of connections it sounds so cool i just kind of got chills like yeah. picturing people <laughs> ancient peoples right like yeah. figuring these yes. things out together in separate ways yeah. and then here are we are like you said in this little blip that we're just like oh that's what they were doing <laughs> you're like oh how cute how cute that's what they're doing <laughs> that's like really cute Oh my goodness, this is awesome. Let's do, yeah, let's, right. like, this is so awesome, though. Whitewash it and, like, yeah. make it super expensive and inaccessible yeah. to the people that, like, you know, so there's a lot of things going on with that, but yeah. that's why, like, I love community acupuncture clinics, yeah. like, that make it so, so accessible for people because it should be, um, acupuncture is one of those things that you have to kind of, like, incorporate and get it done regularly and come up with, like, a plan with your acupuncturist on how to approach whatever goals you have for your health and well-being and everything. And, like, if it's, like, you know, really, really expensive per session and we're just doing this, like, spa model, then people are going to, like, save up, get that one session, feel better for, like, two days, and then go back to it did nothing. Right. It's you know? I was right. going twice a week. Work song, or at least at the time, their prices might have gone up a little. It was, like, 30 to $60 sliding scale. So I think I would pay, like, 40-something, which was doable because before I found them, I think it was, like, 100-something dollars wow. for a mm -hmm. session. And I was, like, I, I wouldn't be able to afford that yeah. twice a week yeah. while also doing physical therapy, which right. had I agreed right. to pay for that. I remember being so stressed about it, but I really wanted to try it. And then a friend told me about community acupuncture, and I was, like, it's the most genius fucking thing ever. Yeah. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. 
Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So can we talk about your community acupuncture work? Because I think that that is so interesting and just like I think that as non-immigrant people I can't speak on the immigrant experience I don't know what it's like to leave a place because it's so awful that you have you're willing to give up everything to go to have a chance at a life at another place and so I just think that speaking on that just having people who have lived that experience and who help other people live that experience and speaking openly about it is is important so that we can all just have empathy and understanding a little bit more of that aspect Mm -hmm. that is very much American Mm -hmm. life and it's our community members life so if you don't mind sorry putting like the entire weight of your people on your shoulders (laughs) and teaching us (laughs) teaching us and our listeners and all of the people of Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm actually from the U.S. So okay. I, I grew I was born in L.A. So my parents were immigrants. But, like, I'm from an immigrant community. Yes. So it, it's definitely a part of my identity. I'm part of, you know, a border community. So it's something like, like I think when you're from a border community, too, like, you just always have this awareness of um, the line that's literally drawn. And when I started doing the community clinics in Mexico, it was during 2018 when the caravans were arriving and the U.S. Um, wasn't allowing them in. Mm. So the Trump administration was not, I mean, they, it's, it, they were literally breaking humanitarian law. Mm. Like to, they weren't, weren't giving people like what's called like a credible fear interview for them to talk about like why they were presenting themselves for asylum. Um, they were just leaving like the first day that we had, it was a few hundred folks that had come up from Central America to the port of entry in Tijuana and accompanied them with the expectation that we would be like, okay, bye. Like, you know, you presented yourself and they kept them outside for like over a week, I believe. And then more people started arriving. It started becoming really clear that this was like an orchestrated kind of slap in the face and that this was going to be something that, you know, the border communities was going to have to deal with. And unfortunately it was camps started kind of popping up. Um, The Mexican government, was having like a kind of like orchestrated with the U.S. kind um, lack of a response to this well in um, people coming here, like the most stressed out people that you can possibly imagine because like you leave everything that you know 
um, you only do that when you have no other choice. You know, it's not even like, a, like, you know, the narrative is always like, oh, they come here for a better life. Like, no, like this is legit people looking for a chance. Yeah, like, this is like a chance at, at life. life. Yes. At life, just a survival, you know what I mean? And so when people are in that survival mode, their nervous system never gets out of that fight or flight. And that has a lot of, like, impacts on their um, physical and mental well-being that doesn't ever get taken into consideration, you know? When I we first did, the first pop-up was in this shelter called Juventud in um, Tijuana. And it was just, like, a few of us with, like, yoga mats and tables and stuff. And we had, like, some intake forms where, like, okay, what's your chief complaint? And it was like, oh, I have a cough because... I was kidnapped and I was held underwater for, or like in a box with water oh for God. 13 days. Oh or like I was treating someone with like a gunshot wound or like just something that was like, there were really, really heavy concerns. And I kind of had this like feeling like, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, am I, this is so frivolous, you know, like mm-hmm. to be doing did this like acupuncture treatment. I don't even know if I'm ever going to see them again. Like, but when you see people like have an opportunity to relax, you know, even if it is just like a little bit of time to rest their nervous system, some touch, some, I see you. And honestly, a little luxury. Like people deserve that. You know, they deserve a little time. Yeah. A little pampering gets, get some like a good, you know, infused oil on their back and yes, yeah. get some cupping and that sort of thing. So it did, it felt less frivolous once I started like looking at the impact that it had on people. And to just be there for them, like physically. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yes. Just you probably space. maybe underestimated that at the time, but like. I yes. did. I did. Cause people like really responded to it and were all about it. And, um, it became really difficult to go back and forth with Tijuana. We had some kind of like, um, logistical issues with my partner, <laughs> my partner being placed on a watch list with the government because of humanitarian aid. So Shut it's been up. a really, oh is your partner Mexican yeah. as well? Yes, he is. He's Mexican and white. So his dad, I believe, is first generation. So he'd be second generation here. Mm-hmm. So he also does the, you know, humanitarian work. And right around the caravan time, like this was like this thing, it came out like lots of activists, border activists were being like targeted by the U.S. government um, and placed like on a dossier, like for um, Border Patrol um, was infringing on their ability to cross. So I stopped going to Tijuana because I kind of needed him to go with me. And things in the desert started getting really hectic. And it was just a really hectic time. Mm -hmm. So then I got the opportunity to go to Mexicali. And that was like so wonderful because with the border kindness program and like the clinic that we opened, I was able to see the same people every week. So I was able to see, you know what I mean? Like your impact. Yes. See, and see how much they looked forward to it. And like, um, people, if I missed a week, they would be like sending me messages on WhatsApp. Like, Oh man, like my back really feels that like I need, (laughs) I need a session with you. Like I'm going to have double time and all. (laughs) So, um, you know, and it was like real respect for the, for the founder of the organization because people said like, Oh, okay. Same thing. Like, is this frivolous? Like, you know, you got folks that, like, don't even have enough to eat and, like, you're giving them acupuncture. It's like, they're not fucking, they're not dogs. Like, human beings human have, beings like, need, a, yeah, yeah, you need, you deserve, you said it perfectly. People deserve to feel mm-hmm. like people. And mm-hmm. you don't realize how much that is until, like, 
How? I mean, even just me. Someone's like, like stripped of everything. Yeah. Like everything is a human that you're used to having the basic fucking going needs. Going to get a massage and somebody touches you for that first time and it's like, yeah. oh, it's like emotional. Just like move, like, right. like oh, I've been holding that. Like imagine. Mm-hmm. Have exactly what you said, feeling stripped of everything just to have that little. It's the the most basic that we could give them. I think. Literally. I think you're giving like. I think so. You're doing like the. I'm not a religious person, but it's sometimes Lord's I think that work. we're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. I do because those people, mm. like we all deserve to feel that. I mean, Jesus washed people's feet. They're, you know what I mean? Part of that is, yeah. I'm being honest, part of that is just like feeling, like, touching your neighbor, feeling yeah. somebody, feeling you're a human also. I'm not higher than you. You deserve to have this, you know? I think that that's beautiful. Like, what we do and what y'all do, like, there's so many, like, you know, with, like, Western... I'm not really... I'm not... I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, though, because, like, I feel... I know, like, other folks um, that are in, you know, the psych field that I was in previously, you're like, oh, you're going to touch your patients? Like, like, there's, like, this, you know, you never touch people. Like, you don't... Because that's like that boundary and stuff. And well, for well within reason, like in a certain, you know, because people don't want to like mess with those boundaries and stuff. But like, there is something really human to touch, and like, mm-hmm. and and being that person that offers that. And like you said, like you're not putting your, you're not positioning yourself like as anything like but somebody's equal. Yeah. And totally. I think like what we do, like everybody here, like where you where you put hands on another human being, is just, yes. it, it's beautiful. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So your mom and dad both being from Mexico and mm-hmm. being immigrants, are they like very supportive of your work or are they like scared for you and like maybe don't support it because of that? They're supportive. Like, I think they figured out like at a real young age that like they weren't getting a typical kid out of me. <laughs> they were getting, like... <laughs> I know because you also have all, so much confidence that it's yeah. like, I, I wonder too, like, did they support that or were they just like, oh my God, what are we going to do with this kid? How many parents just want you to take that trajectory? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for their own peace of mind, they want you to like do something that has like a trajectory. And like, I just never did. So um, now I think now that like, it's kind of come together in like a thing where they can actually say like what their daughter does. Yeah. And, like, have an answer for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're super supportive of, like, um, my career with acupuncture. They're, like, really, you know, um, proud of the work that we all do, like, with the community and stuff, like, at the border. So now it's kind of matured into, like, they're like, okay, I see what you were doing all these years. Like, right. yes. what all the <laughs> last were. <laughs> yes, yes. Now there's, like, a, a I physical. It eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, my parents the at same. 38. <laughs> <laughs> it's better late than never. It takes time, and it's hard for parents, because parents just want to brag on you, right? And so when there's nothing tangible that they can actually sure. tell that you do, and I it feel feels like, a little like, is she going to be okay? I can't really tell you what totally. she does. Especially people these days that work for the internet. They're just like, what does your kid do? Well, she records a podcast. And <laughs> my dad's like, my daughter waxes vaginas. Like, <laughs> I think it's also like, I'm not, my parents are not immigrants, but I imagine like when you move to a country assuming their reasoning was like a better life or a different life for what when they decided to raise children they probably have like a very specific idea of how their lives are going to go in this like new world for sure mm-hmm. for right? sure so, and, and definitely like wanting a better life for <laughs> yeah. your kids like a better life than you had a better life like you did all of these sacrifices for your children to be in like a better social standing than you were um i remember them telling me um like really advocating for me to work at a desk yeah. Like they were like, they would tell me like, work, and I think that's normal in a lot of communities where they're like, 
they would tell me all the time, like, work with your head, not with your hands. Yes. Work with your head, not with your hands. So you don't like, you know, destroy your hands with manual labor. Like yeah. they had, you know, a lot of physical effects with like manual labor. Yeah. And I hated fucking working at a desk. Yeah. Like, I, and that's why I was on that chat board all the time. That <laughs> 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 was so bored. Yeah. I'm like more of like, and here I am working with my hands. Yes. Right. Hiking like constantly. I'm always covered in like scabs and like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, God damn it. Okay. I love, fine. It. I love it. But I totally, okay. That's such so interesting. Like work with your head, not with your hands. Yes. But like, I, I get it. I mean, what did your parents Same. do for work when you were younger? They um, worked in a swap meet. So they sold children's clothes in a swap meet for most of the time. Mm. Do you know, it's very generational, I think, that our... I think millennials are going back to homesteading, quote-unquote, in that working with their hands, going back to crafting, going back to giving, offering services. I think yes. it's very much our generation. It's becoming more, like, respected. Yes. Which is, like, so stupid to say, yes. but I think that it is. Once you've I, got, like, a logo and a business, yeah, <laughs> a business yeah. card and a client <laughs> cool, cool Instagram, it's, like, exactly. cool to be a service worker, yes. you know? Well, now we realize, like, I think that, I think we're the generation that, like, realize, like, these companies don't care about us. Yeah. And we have to, like, come up with our own opportunities. Like, yeah. the economy is different than, like, when it was, like, work with your head, not with your hands. Go work for a company for 30 years. You know, put your time in, and then you will be rewarded with, like, this pension, or you will be rewarded with, like, right. whatever. And now it's, like, no, you, like, will be rewarded by, like, if nothing is guaranteed. Gonna, There's no, yeah. like... You're going to get another job. Yeah. You're going to retire from there and have to work at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a country right. does like, things. Yeah. Also, your client list, I'm sure, are also people who work with their heads and not with their hands. And your head gets yeah. tired. Yeah. I'm seeing so <laughs> much, and I'm sure, like, a lot of people will relate to this because I'm seeing it a lot. Like, almost every single person that comes to me, all but one of my patients right now is working from home. Mm -hmm. So their ergonomics are all jacked up. Mm -hmm. More importantly, like, their um, work-life boundaries are really blurred yeah so they never get to take off that like professional like hat like they don't get to energetically move from work to home mm -hmm. so a lot of people are feeling really scattered um like so much tension in like the shoulders and the biceps like or in the like pecs wrist flexors like people are just really tight yeah like really like on edge I mean not just like that but everything fucking 2020 like everybody's yeah. just like, yes, like oh, yes. what now God, it's just a, it's a, <laughs> it's a constant year. constant tension oh I would like to just because I don't want to forget I want to ask you this because I was just talking to her about this the other day and then you posted something on Instagram I think yesterday about it I was saying how I feel like I have a lot of clients or just like other people I'm seeing on Instagram who have like gone to Mexico and are there for several months mm -hmm. and in my head I was like that seems fucked up to go potentially <laughs> spread a disease to people who may or may not have access to like the care to take care of it yeah you know? yes exactly so they, don't they don't have any safety net they don't have any safety net and i'm seeing that from a lot of folks like to the point like when i go to mexico like my dad's from nayari nayari is very beautiful it has like it's this a big like, white person place features. now right yes yeah. it became like sayulita became like this like like surfer town mm -hmm. and it's very close to like puerto vallarta and like all that mm -hmm. which is like a white like retiree area now and so like it's to the point that it, i feel like 
uncomfortable sometimes like when mm. I go to Mexico like where I, you know that happened when I went to Oaxaca for Dia de Muertos last year like wow. people are being super um like rude to workers and like I oh, no. because when me with like my all my like just aggressiveness and being like American and everything like if I had saw that I was like yeah. popping off on people for I being bet. rude in English like Good. they didn't think that I like I <laughs> right. bet they didn't know Good. yeah they just think I'm gonna stand there and stuff like you like, know, oh, you no, know, I, I, speak... Speak, I speak English. Exactly. Like, oh, you don't know this bitch right here. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Maybe can wait imagine. your turn and stop being mean. They're like, you know, workers. And then so now the pandemic yeah. hit and it adds this other element to it because Mexico doesn't offer. I mean, the U.S. doesn't offer us much in terms of like safe social safety net, like, you know, for us to stay home and actually like curb the pandemic and everything. But Mexico's even like people are just not like there's no unemployment like that. Mm. Like people aren't getting like. So when, and then the, this, these jobs in these, like, towns, like, um, Tulum was one of them, mm-hmm. where there was that big super spreader event. Yeah, and that what, kind of what thing. was it, like a Burning Man-esque thing? It was a Burning so Man, right? because, like, Burning Man, like, everything that gets, like, shut down here, then they're taking it to places like Mexico. Oh and God. it sucks, because stay these home, are, like, people. Stay, stay home. home. Brown people don't want you there. Stay home. Like, just stop. And yeah, they're geez. like, oh, we're helping and then, like, it's also, like, the QAnon, like, fucking anti-maskers are, yes. like, going to Mexico. And they're doing, like, the expat thing. Yeah. And so, like, as a, as a, I hate the word activist, but, like, as a person that's involved with, like, you know, immigration here and, and border work and seeing how migrants are demonized here, it really infuriates me to see Americans going and doing this cute Instagram expat yeah, because I can't imagine. Go because it's not like, annoying. Okay. Also, it's like you're not really an expat. <laughs> you're not going there and like contributing no, to the you're economy. You're a spoiled bitch who gets to work from home. And you're so going to go just like, yeah. I'm going to go to Mexico. And then you're going to go back home when it's home. over. And once it's all done, like in six months, you're going to be back there when there's a vaccine waiting for you. And what are those people going to do? Like, that is they're not. They're hanging out with each other. They're yeah. only hanging out with each other. That so they're not, not yeah. like. No, that's not being yeah. an expat. That's being a, exactly a spoiled little bitch. <laughs> Sorry, it is. Had to it call is. what it is. That's so it's fucked just like up. A very... It's like it's so it's frustrating. What, it's I... frustrating too because like there are great white people who like <laughs> I know them, and they like want to go like not right now. This is pre-COVID, but they want to go and like be a part, like move to these places and become a part of these communities and like love these communities. And they're like, we don't want to be those white people. And like I have to explain to them like, no, you aren't these people. But there's like such a difference. I guess it's right. like there's a just, pandemic like that's it there's a, pandemic, there's a pandemic but also there's just like a difference like people like don't think that because you fucking can take an Instagram picture and like drive tourism that you are like a white Mexican activist you're not right. you are right. a, you're actually a, a colonist a, yeah literally it's, it's literally. colonization it really yes. is it really yeah. is and because they're driving like the price of everything up it's like it's 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 next level gentrification it's it's yeah, colonization. That's yeah you know exactly it's, exactly um, and i'm very sorry yeah it, it's like <laughs> sorry. i'm not going to mexico anytime soon yeah. like i haven't crossed since covid i've crossed the border twice and yeah. that was to go visit the clinic all suited and booted you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like, yeah all PPE'd out and everything. Yeah. But like, I'm not seeing my parents right now because right. like, Imperial Valley is a hot spot. Um, at one point, had the highest death rate in the country. Oh Holy shit! Um, so yeah, and for such a small community, you know, I think like they put like more restrictions in place and everything. But like in the spring and summer, it was it was really bad. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm I'm doing 
like all this, I'm not traveling to, you know, Mexico to see my own family. Yeah. And then people are having burning man. Yeah. Maybe don't go to the beach. Fucking like, <laughs> you know, just chill, like chill. Go to your, stay one home. of your houses over stay, here. Exactly. Stay home. Right. Stay right. Home. Your parents have a second house. We yes. know that. Yes. Okay. Well, with that being said, let's not just be yelling. Let's not just be yelling at <laughs> millennials. How could, but what can we do to help? Can we, is there some place we can donate to? Is there some yeah, place? Yeah. Border kindness can... takes donations, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Border kindness does take donations. So um, on their social media, like they have the link tree okay. for like their Venmo, PayPal, that kind of thing. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand toys together Ooh. for okay. Christmas. Okay, so we'll I'm going to be, something. yes, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to be driving down there with my partner tomorrow. We're taking like a van full of toys and oh my then. God. Yes, but we'll donate um, Yes. Thank you. For sure. And... I want to move to San Diego to help you. Most people are trying to leave because they say they can't get anything done because it's so beautiful, but I, I'll send them all to you. I'll be like, I know somebody's doing some great work. She needs yeah. your help. Trust me. I went to San Diego my first time in California. I stayed in LA, but my friend and I were like, we want to see San Diego. And we drove and we were like, what the fuck? We should have been staying in San Diego. Yeah. We're just going to LA for a day. Yeah, here's like, it's incredible. It's so pretty. It, it's a cool place. We I really like it. I because, thought I was yeah. going to be here for like one year. I've been here like 11. Like, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Are we doing segments? <gasps> Milk with your dinner? Your partner is Mexican, but he's also half white, so maybe you'll have a good one. Some white people should. <laughs> like, You're I, like, I asked him like... about that this morning. I asked him this morning before he left. I was like, what? Is there like a cultural difference? Because he's like, he's half white, but he's also like San Diego, like City Heights, like here in the in the okay. neighborhood. You know what I mean? So he, uh, he was like thinking to himself, he's like, not that I know. Like, no, I mean, there's like subtle things. Like he, like, I don't know, like a bunch of music references. I don't know what the hell he's talking there's about. So he said something about Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, and I'm right? like, what like, the who? fuck is Jimmy Buffett? I don't know who the fuck Jimmy Buffett is. Culture, yeah. And he's like, straight up white guy. You look at him, you're just yeah. like, who? yo, Alex had a, a cultural <laughs> moment the other day. Because white, Alex, for the most part, is only white by like lack of melanin. Do you know? And so, but occasionally she says some white people shit, and I'm just like, yo, I forgot, girl. You got me. So I, music is one of them. I'm like, who? <laughs> I love that. I love one that. One day when you were like, play some music that you want to listen to, and it was like 70s country. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I think it was Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know, like, the music. And he asked me, he's like, you don't know who Jimmy Buffett is. I'm like, you don't know who Marco Antonio Solis is. Like, so don't come for me. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and I went on Spotify and I was like, look, Marco Antonio Solis has more plays than Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. <laughs> He's I more famous it. than Jimmy Buffett. So That's don't come for me. So I don't have to know both. I love it. But that was the only thing between us. I love it. That's Man, so I love like hearing you speak in Spanish. Okay, so I was actually supposed to go to Mexico for the very first time back in March. Obviously, I canceled it because of COVID. Um, but I was I had brushed up on my Spanish. I got a workbook. I got this other book. I was like ready to go. I'm like I'm gonna be able to talk to people in Spanish. Probably not. My Spanish is awful. But, um, oh, we were supposed to go to Mexico City and then to Puerto Escondido. I love it there. Yes. Mexico City is amazing. I, I was really excited. Um, okay. So we know some true expats who are living in Mexico City, but they're like living in Mexico City. They packed their shit pre-COVID. They're like, yeah. bitch, I'll see you mm -hmm. when I see you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm moving down here. And they absolutely love it. 
they said it's in it's so beautiful and yeah. you can live very affordably it's huge and, it's huge. and like diverse and yeah. like no it really is i can't wait one to of my clients is a model and she's like a white redheaded girl but she goes down to mexico city because she loves it down there and again a true expat and she's like yeah down there i'm like the only redhead she's like in new york it's like a dime a dozen there's a million of me down there she's like i'm living large i'm the only redhead model she's like <laughs> it's so great <laughs> i've like looked at the map and like studied some other areas because i was like holy shit there's so much more than just like going to mexico city going to the coast but Anyway, um, I just want to say that your eyebrows are <gasps> goddamn incredible. I was thinking that, and your skin, yeah. I can't Thank you. Like, as soon as we started the interview, it was just like, I know, eyebrows, like eyebrows, eyebrows. I can't. I got to tell you. So I got them stop. done. I got like yes. an ombre. Thank yes, you. it's healing. They it's killed healing. It. No, it's they like a it. week. <laughs> I was so scared. So, fuck, I knew that she they does, were going to uh, look I really do, dark. She does permanent makeup. Yeah, I do permanent makeup for so the eyebrows also. Oh, my God, the healing stage. The healing stage. I was really scared. No, well, I've got a whole 12 the healing chart when when I first started a couple years ago I had one of my clients like I was like I'll do your brows for free but you've got to take a picture every single day until you're healed and so like I made a healing chart to send out to everybody so I'm like you're gonna look busted around day five or seven you're gonna have one and a half eyebrows it's gonna be crazy but look day 12 beautiful that is such a good idea I mean like even when she was drawing them in I was like no 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 like I'm scared she's like they're gonna be fine I was probably like her most nervous patient they're all like trust me from one eyebrow lady to another I, I y'all like, all like it they look fantastic I got there and I'm like it. I look like an angry bird like I look to <laughs> <laughs> no they killed it thank you yeah. though I'm really happy with them now and I'm like okay I'm so glad I got them done from two professional eyebrow yeah. girls one professional permanent makeup artist and girl and we both had like bang. no eyebrows at one point no one. she your brows are you, yeah, you did fantastic. a great job you're did right did you tell I that got... they were ombre I, I, I just thought they looked I didn't know natural. I couldn't tell that they were ombre I thought this bitch knows how to do a brow, yeah, which I is the point. Can, like, fill them in <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. The point is supposed to be that you can fill them in perfectly. And also the other day I was not having an argument with a client, but she was like, I don't want an ombre. It's going to look crazy. And then I posted a picture of a healed ombre and she was like, bitch, this looks beautiful. What is it? And so you are second, a perfect, just gorgeous, perfect healed ombre. Thank you. Thank Take you a picture, so much. show everybody. Be like, bitch, this, I will. <laughs> this is yeah. what it's supposed to look having like. eyebrows look like shit. <laughs> It was Thanks. so nice to talk to you. It was so great to talk to so you. So good Your to meet you. Your story is incredible. Thank you so, so much for sharing yeah, so much with us. and thank us. you for doing all of this work. Yes. It's thank you for doing all of this work. I can't wait oh, to, thank you. to donate, and hopefully, I know that our listeners are going to also. Thank you for just like yeah. sharing this with all of us. We should mention how people can reach you. Yeah, maybe anyone on the West Coast who wants to see you for a session. Um, so my professional Instagram, which is completely empty, um, but I will be adding to it, is Aujas Medicine. So it's A-G-U-J-A-S dot medicine. are in a tight spot financially even if it's five dollars but if you can donate a nice amount for the holidays i think it would be so nice mm-hmm. you can go to their website borderkindness.org and learn a little bit more about them you can see ways to donate something they say on their website that i just really love is border kindness believes everyone should have the opportunity to live free of pain hunger intimidation and fear we believe everyone is our neighbor 
Ugh. I know. I love that. And it's true. We're all members of the same community. And everybody is our neighbor. And that's one of the reasons I was so excited to speak with Jacqueline today. Because I know that this is the experience of so many people and so many people's family members that we know and that are good friends of ours but you know it's experiences like this that we don't openly speak about but the more that we share and the more we can empathize and understand each other and Mm -hmm. become you know a more perfect union and become a greater community that was so beautifully said oh thanks dude (laughs) (laughs) what are your takeaways well one is acupuncture do you know thinking about Eastern medicine, and I loved how she said that this is something that people use for thousands of years, and we're just like this little blip yeah. <laughs> in like the human timeline. Yeah, that but like what if like, Paltrow likes acupuncture? I should try it. Meanwhile, it's like for this thousands, ancient, yes, this <laughs> ancient modality. Yeah, and still, I haven't even tried it, and I'm going to for sure. I know so many people. I have never met somebody who said, "Oh, I tried acupuncture and I hated it." Never. I really feel, I know I talked about it a little bit because I had to talk about myself <laughs> in the interview, but it really is life-changing. And whether it's because of mental health reasons or physical health reasons, I recommend it. Google community acupuncture in your neighborhood if cost is an issue. Also, now some insurances cover acupuncture. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, she's supposed to be a doctor. She's going to be a fucking doctor. They better be covering Insurance that. better cover that shit. Yeah, honestly. And it's I hope so she great makes the big bucks. I want her to. She yeah. I think it's great that there's other options out there just for health, for the word that we hate, wellness. But, yeah. you know, just being well. And that it should be accessible to everybody. To everybody. It should not be something that is only luxurious. Only for the rich. Yes. And only for people with the money. The fact that she volunteers her services is so... It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I know she knows it, but I'm not sure if she like truly knows that. Yeah. You know, you can really. I mean, I go and pay for acupuncture, and it's been life changing. Right. I couldn't imagine if I was going through this like really crazy thing, literally going to another country. Trauma. Wouldn't this, be able to afford anything trauma. like that. Yes. I can't even afford food, and I have someone offering this to me. This yes. healing modality. And saying, it's crazy. yeah, one of the few people that are saying, "Welcome to this country. Yeah, you belong here." Oh my god, I love her. I know I love her too. But yes. Follow Border Kindness on Instagram, too, and you can really get a look at the work that they're doing. Yes. Um, they post, literally, they'll be like, this child just got blah, blah, blah done for his teeth. And Yes. I they think, do more than just acupuncture. They yeah, do a they lot do, of really great work. They take care of people and children, especially children, women, and elderly people. Everything. Health needs, food needs, all of it. Yeah. They're doing really great work. Yeah, and definitely check out Jacqueline's. Give her a reason to like get oh her Instagram God. going. Yeah. She's so funny. And you guys, check out our Instagram, of course, at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast or at True Beauty Brooklyn. Like Jacqueline, our True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast Instagram ain't popping, but I'm working. No, on you've it. been doing a great job. Thanks, girl. I'm working on it. It's popping. True Fuck Beauty that. Brooklyn, she popping. That's where everybody's hanging out. So come to that party. Also, you guys, please, can you do me a favor? My Christmas gift. Your Christmas gift to me, yes, I'm asking you for one, <laughs> is to rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends about our Please. great show because that's the only way that other people find out about us. And we think that you like us. We, you keep emailing us. Yeah, come on. You keep saying y'all are, the, y'all are the shit, you know, which pff, girls, we know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we need, no. we want everybody else to know because we love doing the podcast and we love you guys and we love this little community that we're building. And we Same. love to be able to share these stories. Like, dude, Jacqueline. How would you have found out about her? 
or found out some of this information she knew about what's going on at the border, exactly. I, I wouldn't have known. You know, I just happened sure. to meet her on this fucking message board. Thank you, MakeupAlley.com, for bringing people together. Honestly, thanks, MakeupAlley.com. You the shit. <laughs> All right, that's it. We love you guys. Check us out if you live locally, make an appointment, buy a gift card. Yeah. TrueBeautyBrooklyn.com. I don't know if you heard, but we be slaying brows, skincare, lashes. All of it. All of it. Waxing. Wax your vag. Wax your vag. Our Patreon is pretty fucking sweet, too. Wax your butthole. (laughs) We will wax your butthole, too. Really, if you're waxing your vagina, don't not wax your butthole. They they need to both be waxed. Yeah, it's true. Check out our Patreon. It's only a dollar a month. Dollar a month. I'm not going to lie. We have been seeing so many girls. We're going to probably have to change our tiered system because I don't know how we're going to see, like, everybody. <laughs> like, everybody who's coming through. We'll have to outsource. Exactly. So, come get your virtual consultation while they're still just a dollar. Either way, just a dollar is going to get you into the Patreon. So, we're going to figure something else out, even if we can't see you. But we want to see your face. Spend your dollars. Yes. 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 Love you, girls. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. This has been a COCBK production. Produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our engineer is Bart Tripoli. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com slash ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.